0: Yeah, I think Parcel Tongue is like someone eating chips without letting their teeth touch. It's like they're trying to like (laughs) crush the chips with their tongue. (laughs)
1: everybody. Welcome to Everything in Poderation, the podcast where we talk about how the internet can be a little bit too much sometimes. It's almost as if we would recommend moderation in all things, including moderation as, uh, I don't think he was knighted, but Sir Oscar Wilde, I'll call him a sir, would say. Um, That interesting British gentleman. We're talking about today uh, an English gentlewoman who has been knighted, I think. Am I spreading misinformation? Wait, sir, J.K. Rowling? Sir, Dame, it would be Dame, but yes. Okay, I was going to say um, Madam.
2: That goes to show okay, how much I know about let's this. Okay, let's do
1: Madam, because I don't think she's been knighted, and I don't think she should be knighted, as you might find out after uh, consuming the information that we have in this very informative podcast today. Madam J.K. Rowling, rolling all over her previously pretty spotless reputation
0: <sighs> she's like the limp biscuit of writers
1: yeah that let's let's have that be her official tagline uh, At uh
2: durst ain't transphobic
1: there we go it's i true. want that He's on a T shirt um, <laughs> god uh i'm daily i'm not transphobic and uh i sorted myself into slytherin
0: mm. i'm i'm robert and i'm a dumbledore that's one of the houses right sure God, welcome fucking... to the
1: Dumbledore house it's Thank just you. a room of your own you, you mean you it. didn't
2: go onto that website and have yourself sorted by the sorting ha- sorting hat and become a Hufflepuff like me hey, who, wow, who is fan. the Hufflepuff here I... fig fan
1: who's the Hufflepuff in the room
2: I have no idea what being a Hufflepuff it's means but his it's name co- is Colin so your fucking name Colin <laughs> oh I'm Colin yeah.
1: <laughs> no we will call him the Hufflepuff now from now the hu- on the Huffy. rest of Huffy. <laughs> I think, I think you would be either in Ravenclaw or more likely Slytherin, I think, Robert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would
2: be burned. All I could hear is Robert saying, say your fucking name. <laughs> just
1: say your f- because of that, <laughs> you're in Slytherin.
2: Perfect. I'll say it.
1: your fucking
0: name. Oh, does that mean I get to speak Parseltongue? <laughs> I
2: wish. I Dude, wish all, that was just this a, a given. All it does is trigger my misophonia. It sounds like someone who's just like... <laughs> just like eating chips loudly into a microphone it's, yeah I
0: think parcel tongue is like someone eating right. chips without letting their teeth touch it's like they're trying to like crush the <laughs> chips with their tongue what, you like don- that's the sound of parcel tongue
1: <laughs> what you don't know is that you're having an entire conversation with a nearby anaconda that's just like alright dude Yeah. sure thing
2: today i learned there's a thin line between like have a misophonic reaction and asmr
1: (laughs) yeah i i think that there are like definitely harry potter asmr themed videos out there and like i'm gonna guarantee i'm gonna say this put this put this on my grave there are parcel tongue asmr videos where it's like imagine you are a snake and the slytherin student decided to adopt you and is talking so, to you
2: if you are someone who does asmr content and you're reading the the harry potter books in asmr when you get to the parcel tongue parts would you yell at? would you just yell it instead of whispering <laughs> it it's like
1: just like yell. i don't know how you yell pulse a parcel tongue you just be like I don't snake know. speak i don't know you know who is a snake <laughs> JK Rowling (laughs) I'm just gonna go out and say it okay so why is JK Rowling bad because obviously Harry Potter is much beloved by many people what happened here although you guys aren't where would you rank yourself as Harry Potter fans because I would rank myself pretty highly I I bought a lot of merch and put in a lot of time to the series
2: hmm I uh, saw the movies like, I think I did see Sorcerer's Stone in theaters when it came out in like what, 2001? I was five, something like that. Yeah. You were little. Yeah. I think it was 2001 when Sorcerer's Stone came out. But uh, I saw that and I, I was a pretty big fan. And I saw like up through like the third movie and then the fourth movie came out. And I think I saw that. But then after that, I just fell off. I just okay. fell off completely. Um, did and you ever
1: finish the movies? Did you ever watch them all?
2: Yes. I finished all of the movies. I've only gotten up through the third book though um Ooh. and i wouldn't consider myself like a harry potter fanatic by any means um but yeah, well yeah, I, robert I, you're you got to
1: be ranking pretty low because what did you call quidditch again
2: a quesadilla
0: and you know <laughs> i guess on a scale of one to ten <laughs> i'd say i'm slytherin in terms of how much i like harry potter you know it's fine i i guess it's great that it captured the the imaginations and hearts of millions of people around the world and you know i I mean that sounds facetious but i'm serious like i think it's great that it was able to speak to so many people that there's a website dedicated to it and it's like officially supported um for me i've seen up through i think the first five movies but i don't remember the fifth one that well didn't see the sixth but i know that's the one where dumby dies and then spoilers (laughs) and then uh i watched seven point five i didn't watch the first seven but i watched the second seven movie because i think that's the one where where voldemort goes eh, heh, heh, right <laughs> and that was pretty <laughs> great that's the most memorable
1: part absolutely
0: uh, kind I, of yeah I, oh and, i don't there's, know there's there's that scene of neville being like a fucking badass with just like fucking coming in with a sword and just chopping oh, yeah. off something's head or
2: something so about Neville's that was actually secretly a chad
1: yeah. Um, that scene was, was before the movies came out, was very beloved by the fandom because it was like that moment of like Neville coming into his own because he could have been, according to the canon, he could have been the chosen one. He could have been in Harry's shoes and saved the whole wizarding world, etc. So that was his kind of shining hero moment. It's It's later we learn that this moment that was beloved for many years gets twisted because of J.K. Rowling retroactively adding in shit, including the fact that Nagini, the giant snake that Voldemort has, like, six on people. She eats people. She does general snake stuff. Um, Not to say that snakes are bad. I actually like snakes. But Mm. um, she's actually actually a Korean woman (laughs) that just permanently turned into a snake one day.
0: What? What? Yeah, I remember so hearing about this.
1: Neville murdered a woman. Oh, no.
0: Oh, that's that right. Moment. Neville killed Nagini. It's, ne- Neville that's killed right.
1: Nagini, so ne- Neville also canonically killed this Korean woman that became a snake forever.
2: That became a snake that has the name that sounds like a pasta.
1: Nagini, yep. yeah. Which is a fake name and not a Korean name.
2: Yeah,
0: because that's what i wondered is like does she think nagini is like a korean name because it's super not it's super not (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of really not
1: yeah it's also kind of like how um you know cho chang is just two different last names and was the only asian representation in the entire series Mm -hmm. um But but i heard hermione was black but hermione might have been black you know, again, a retroactive tweet. It's always on Twitter that these exchanges happen where she's like, actually, I was woke the entire time. And you're just, you know, it's your own interpretation. And, you know, I never said Hermione was white. Ignores all the other tweets that people follow up with where it's like, Hermione's white face looked in through the window or Hermione's white hand appeared in the open and door.
0: Al- <laughs> also, like, wasn't i I don't know how closely she was like working on the Harry Potter movies, but I feel like at least with the first one at least wouldn't she be like a script supervisor or something like
1: yeah i I remember um in the midst of my uh harry potter uh fan fest time of my life, which was a very extended amount of time, there was a documentary where it was her talking about how stephen clove or cloves i forget if it's plural or not um the um script supervisor like she sat down with him and talked about like oh his interpretation was correct in my mind so hermione white was white the whole time hermione was white but and you know who also um in the movies retroactively became white lavender brown is a small side character who has a bigger plot line in the sixth book slash six movie when she gets in a romantic relationship with a one mr ron weasley and in the <gasps> films she was in the films up until the sixth film where she gets the plot line she was black she was casted as a black actress and then suddenly when she has lines there's a white actress that's named Lavender Brown, question Interest,
0: mark? Interesting.
1: Interesting. Also, but,
0: just just interesting that, I guess, J.K. Rowling's brain goes to, well, if she's meant to be black, I guess her last name needs to be, like, a color.
1: Yep. Did you know she's I mean, brown? <laughs> because This
2: is also coming from the same woman that said, like, <sighs> oh, you know, they just kind of magic their poop away. So...
1: So... That's the thing. That was a tweet, right? That was just a, when people were asking about wizardly stuff and she was like, you know what? You don't have to worry about bathrooms. You just whoosh, magic it away.
0: Yeah, you yeah, just, yeah, no need for toilet paper in the wizarding world.
1: <sighs> the only thing you use toilets for is getting to the Ministry of Magic, apparently. <laughs> There's just a lot of weird things that she started tweeting about, Um, you know, once she had the huge platform that she does on Twitter and people were like able to just ask her weird things. And she decided to answer with equally weird things. Mm. I really wish this was like her trolling the entire time, but she's like very sincere about these retroactive added in fun facts. Like the whole idea that Dumbledore is gay, which does make sense for his plot. But then she doesn't double down on it in any way possible, even in the newer creations where Dumbledore is a main character, Yeah,
0: Fantastic Beasts and How to Fuck Them.
1: Yes, that's the title. Those movies are just about bestiality. The thing about... The the reason I didn't enjoy those books is because there's not enough beasts in it. It's not about the animals at all. It's just about this dude. It's about Eddie
0: Redmayne.
1: In New York. And... Grindelwald, except not really. Grindelbed. Grindelbed. Grindel Grindel to the wall. Grindel to the window.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. I but we're you know we're talking about J.K. Rowling. She's a little bit. I mean, it's kind of annoying how she does revisionist history, but at least that's like all she uses her big platform for. Nothing else worse or awful, right, Daily? (sighs)
1: Nothing nothing bad. Robert, my sweet summer child. Oh no. (laughs) I'd like to tell you about um trans exclusionary radical feminism which is exactly what it sounds like Mm -hmm. um it's it's being like i'm a feminist i am very for women in all ways shapes and form except if you're trans and then you can't claim to be a woman
2: i i feel like the discussion around jk rowling goes something like that scene from spongebob where uh Patrick's like, Oh, that's not that many dirty diapers. And then was like, "Hmm, hmm, hmm and just like
1: oh, <laughs> It's a lot of dirty diapers. It's a lot of dirty <laughs> yeah. diapers. <And> the- <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, dumb tweets, dumb facts, guinea's a woman and but trans women aren't yeah. is basically what it comes down to.
0: So- well, and I think Man. it just as a background too, I mean, obviously she's from the UK. And from my understanding is the UK generally has a pretty big problem with trans rights and just recognizing trans people as people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's especially poignant because of uh, you know, uh you healthcare there and people are able to access it, which is great except if you're trans and then there's like people because then you're not a people then there's um totally unnecessary waiting periods and weird psychological evaluations and a lot of um barriers that just don't really make sense unless there's you know people lobbying for those barriers to be put into place because think of the children
2: Mm.
1: what if if more people want to become trans we can't have that
2: so they can't. They trans people can't have access to healthcare in the UK in the sense that, and in what sense, I guess, like if they go in for like they they have symptoms of whatever, they can't get healthcare or like what's the context there?
1: Oh no, like 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 regular everyday today healthcare. Yes, like I got a cold, give me medicine. But okay. the healthcare needed to transition. Um oh, is put on uh, like there's there's a bunch of barriers to entry um that isn't necessary for like if if a a woman wants to get like a hysterectomy mm-hmm. that's um easier to do than if um a trans woman wants to or a trans man wants to get a hysterectomy
0: yeah and and the idea it's there treated is differently that it's, it's treated more as like. Oh, you're just confused like you're actually cis, but right. you're just a little bit, you know, you need a little guidance to remember what you truly are is is the way it's kind of treated in the UK, which is really shitty. That is really shitty.
2: I, I wonder what, what the logistics are too of of like going through a, the transition like that. Is that like something that's covered under like public health care or is that something that is covered by private insurance? Is that consi- you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I really am curious about that. But that's that's kind of an aside.
1: Yeah, there's um I I do have one uh fun fact which um Joanne, I think I am on first name basis with her. She's been a big part of my life for a long time. Um you know, Joanne says that there's there needs to be, you know, a rigorous process of evaluation and psychotherapy and stage transformation when it comes to transitioning. Um so it there there should be these barriers to entry. Um, And that right now trans activists in the UK are trying to get rid of all of the barriers to entry and make it, you know, super easy to just randomly become trans and for men to just suddenly claim that they're women, her words, not mine. Um, But the reality is, is that there's a minimum three year waiting period between visits between your first visit and your second visit at gender reassignment clinics in the UK.
2: Mm -hmm. three years
1: three years it's like thanks for contacting us we'll hear from you again in like three years years.
2: (laughs) yeah
0: and and the silly thing about the like when you treat people that way you treat it like oh it's just a fad oh like you you want to change your gender now but like give it another year or so and you'll get it's like goth you know you'll it's get over it
1: goth- um yeah. excuse me once you're goth that's part of who you are forever
0: <laughs> that's true you do have to go through surgery for that i forgot yes always oh, yes. emo yeah but you know that that's just such a shitty way to treat because like it it comes off thinking like oh you know changing your gender is so easy like everyone wants to do it so don't just do it for fun like are you fucking kidding me like gender reassignment isn't just like i'm gonna go to bed and i'll wake up and everything will be okay like no it's it's a, a totally rigorous process that even without any of those barriers would take weeks if not months or yeah. years to like fully transition it's not something that someone just makes the decision like willy-nilly and just like oh i feel like being a girl today like no you yeah this isn't
2: like i'm getting drunk and i am I decided to go get a tattoo at 2 a.m Yeah, <laughs> like-
1: yeah which is so much easier to do than it is to like, make a decision to change your life that you have probably thought over for many years mm-hmm. and are a consenting adult, totally sober, but, but no.
0: What if yeah. it's and, just a fad? And like, I also want to be clear, too. This isn't like necessarily a, a decision you make, right? It's more like it's something you've felt your whole life. And it's until that moment you realize like, yeah, I do want to like make the effort to be happy, right? To be truly myself. You know, it's not like you've been waking up all your life as a man and then one day decided, actually, I want to start the journey to become a woman. It's like, no, you've always been a woman just trapped in a body that didn't feel like you, you know?
1: Yeah. That's so... So Joanne um, and we're not making these these assumptions about her beliefs because she has said like transphobic things or endorsed transphobic people. The thing is, is that she outlines all this in a really terrible essay that was published last summer called Turf Wars and it was published on her own site. And it was like she framed it as like I just finally had to speak out about and defend biological sex. And this is this is my opinions And um, she has a lot of, she makes a lot of points. It's about 3,000 words. Um, I don't recommend to read it because it is, it's genuinely pretty triggering um, for, it's just with the condescending way it talks about trans folks. But Mm. one of her um, main points throughout the entire thing is, you know, like we need to think of, you know, what if people regret transitioning? What if children, I'm very concerned that because of transactions, um activism that children are being exposed to this and wanting to transition and in some cases it's just you know queer kids that are trying to escape bigotry and therefore transitioning which is just the most wild thing to me that's because it's like wow how do i escape being discriminated against i will become the most discriminated against marginalized group that there is that's how i'll escape (laughs)
2: yeah that kind of yeah that's some mental gymnastics there that's kind of stemming into the whole uh that kind of skews into homophobia a little bit too there um it's it's like her defense is
0: like i'm being bigoted to them because they're already being bigoted against so my bigotry against them will make them
2: happier i guess yeah it's like saying that a kid that's raised by by two two same-sex parents right is going to turn out gay
1: Yeah, it's very like think of the children look out because if they see enough of this, then they're just going to be like, oh, then I will want to do that because she makes this weird point about um, her father being a misogynist, her father saying that um, he always wanted a son and that she says, you know, if I had discovered this accepting community 30 years ago, then I might have transitioned myself to give my father the son that he always said that he wanted. And it's like, that's a you thing. That's something you gotta examine about yourself, Joanne. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and also like, that's not like, it's not something you do to appease someone else. It's something you do to appease yourself. Yeah. Right?
2: And if yeah.
0: she herself clearly doesn't feel like a man or think she is a man, then she probably wouldn't have done it anyway is my thought yeah she,
2: that sounds like projecting to me
1: She has a very strange and and I don't want to say strange because the thing is is that it's actually a very common for her generation to have this um view about biological sex, where it's like women are good at some things, men are good at some things, um, we're equal, but separate. <laughs> hmm um and you know all women being a woman is not an idea it's it's not liking pink things and jimmy choos she calls out jimmy choos shoes all right um you know it's it's biological sex is important and only women have vulvas oh by the way we're going there we're going there (laughs) It's it's suggesting like one of her points kind of suggests that trans women are just effeminate effeminate men that like womanly things. Well,
0: doesn't she also make the point that like some men will choose to be trans so they can go into the women's bathroom and pee?
1: Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, yeah, like so <laughs> really. So here we are. Here, let's go down this dark and twisted road together. Let's all hold hands. Let's not get lost. We Get ready. Make sure you have an exit buddy. Um, (sighs) Because one of the main and very problematic things that Joanne um, promotes throughout A, this essay, and B, all of the um, things that she promos, the shops that she supports, the, um, you know, turf, turf people that she retweets, is that There's this weird and inherent belief she has that trans people are going to, they're going to get in our bathrooms and they're going to, there's going to be sexual assaults all over the place. They're trying to
0: erase women.
1: They're trying, yeah, they're trying to erase women physically, mentally. Oh my gosh. It's very scary. It's the world she lives in, in her head is very scary.
2: The bathroom debate, the bathroom debate is like probably the one of the bit like that, and also like, uh, trans men and women's athletics. That's like the pretty big points of debate, and the the athletic. I think that they're they're two pretty different subjects, but the bat when it comes to the bathroom debate, it's like yes, there probably could be men that are being shitty and like I don't know cross dressing or transitioning whatever. Like, first of all, a man that's trans, that transitions into a woman, right, obviously isn't going to go through the t- full transition process just for the sole motivation to go into the women's bathroom and peep at other women.
0: Like, you know there's porn, right? Like, you just Google, <laughs> like,
2: boobies,
1: and, like, that's yeah. Different you know, avenues. You,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now, the, 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 now, I believe that there could be a man that cross-dresses, right? with the sole motivation to pass as a woman and get into the woman's bathroom and i like refuse to believe though that's that's going to be commonplace that's going to be something that happens at a fucking shitty dive bar or something and that person gets the cops called on them you know for obviously trying to peep you know and and guess what it's not okay for someone to peep on someone else period yeah it
0: doesn't matter if they're trans or cis straight yeah. or gay. Like,
1: let's say, like, every everyone, the unfortunate reality of the situation, everyone could, anyone could be a predator. Anyone that walks into a bathroom, whether or not yeah. they quote-unquote belong there, could be a predator of some way, shape, or form. It's, it's just very odd, this fixation that she has. First of all, like, her entire essay is kind of misinterest. It kind of assumes that all men are predators in some way, shape, or form. Or that the vast majority are. Mm. Which, just kind of, sorry guys, I guess you're predators now.
0: I guess so. I mean, uh, the Harry Potter lady said it.
1: Yeah, Harry I Potter mean, lady said it.
2: Regardless of the debate, like, you see someone peeping in a bathroom or someone getting assaulted, period, no matter who the two people involved are. Like, you can see when someone's getting fucking assaulted in a bathroom, and anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, if someone's getting assaulted, they're getting assaulted. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any difference. You know who the two people are involved in the situation if someone is inflicting harm or is sexually assaulting someone else like that's that's that you know
1: yeah it's it's really she comes at it from like there should be sacred spaces for um women to feel safe and one of those you know public bathrooms is one of them we can't you know no men allowed
0: yeah, and she she keeps putting that um that modifier on it, right? It's like there are women, but then there are trans women, which aren't who aren't women because yeah. which, they could be predators or which, it's backhanded. They're which different. also
1: precludes the well-documented fact that trans women are some of the most uh, vulnerable when it comes to being assaulted, especially in public places. Mm. It just really it, it's very backhanded, like you said, Colin. It's, um, yeah. Uh, this whole thing. Cause it's not only like, it hasn't just been like her online presence reinforces this belief. It's actually come into her work. Um, as mystery author, Robert Galbraith is, um, <sighs> which she decided to make a whole new persona for this, um, cormoran, cormorant. Cormer strike series of is, novels
0: is this the one with the the, the cross-dressing murderer
1: <sighs> okay her newest book her newest book has um the the main the main baddie is a cross-dressing murderer who dresses up as a woman to go into women's restrooms and kidnap women assault them to later put them in like a tortured dungeon basement and sexually assault them etc um and it it very much relies on well you know today these p- people don't want to you know call me out people don't want to do, uh, offend me and that's why I dress as a woman because of cancel culture <laughs> because fucking cancel culture people don't want to seem like they're bigots and you know call me out when they see me in a bathroom with my askew wig and shit like that and it's uh cuz like uh it's just very very backwards it's very horrifying that this is something that she sees as a legitimate threat in today in today in any time
2: yeah, yeah even talking about it though it's it's such an insanely specific situation and the total disregard for for <laughs> How irrelevant that is in, in 99.99999999999% of situations. It's just. It, she clearly just wrote that to like reinforce her point.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'd be like if if she wrote a story about a white male serial killer and then all of a sudden yeah. the, the story is all white men are, mur- are murder people and we should avoid all white men, you know, like that's never going to be the story that's never really going to happen because we see enough portrayals of white men be the heroes the protagonists the smart people of the story Yeah, but not so much with trans people
2: and i want to go back to the to the logistics of this real quick if you're someone who walks into a bathroom right a public bathroom whatever and someone walks in there who is trans more than likely you're not going to notice and if you do notice For whatever reason, like, why would you care? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Like, if they're minding their own fucking business, who cares? I mean, I don't know about you, but when I walk into a public bathroom, I register
0: just another sentient creature and just like ignore the fuck out of them and just go in and do They're, my I don't yeah. Care. yeah it's not a I social car. space
1: yeah no, i don't i'm, I'm no. not there to talk don't to people
0: talk to me in the goddamn <laughs> yeah. bathroom look i'm what? here to, to i'm here to do a number one never a number two because that's for home and then get a leave <laughs> that's what
2: i'm saying like like-, like if you if you're going like if you're fucking crane necking to get a look at someone's fucking genitals to to figure out what gender they are, you have bigger problems.
1: You got bigger right? problems.
2: <laughs> you have but bigger fucking
1: problems. I like most of this argument is null and void these days because of the pandemic anyway. That's true. But we should
0: just abolish public bathrooms. We should. What if actually no public bathrooms? No more.
2: I'm uh, just saying, like so I worked at a place. Um, I worked at a place where a place. our bathrooms were all stalls it was an every sex bathroom but every single urinal every single toilet was its own stall that was completely closed off not not none of that shitty like there's a fucking two foot gap
1: under the door that children crawl under i've had that happen yeah. to me what
2: yeah i've had no, none of that it an was just unidentified a child
1: off. just coming into my stall
2: oh my god <laughs> uh an enclosed cubicle no children that we're calling mm-hmm. under the door um, so you can do your work yeah yeah and so i'd have people <laughs> ask me "Is like wait so is there a women in a men's bathroom i was like no it's it's for everyone every individual stall is for a person or whatever you know and it was it's fine why can't every bathroom just be like that yeah no no fucking issues
1: like public bathrooms in america are deeply flawed to begin with like maybe that's where the we should be putting our energy toward instead of being like maybe you shouldn't be allowed to go into bathrooms maybe we should just be like maybe the bathrooms fucking suck and they should be redesigned
2: yeah yeah it's a design problem it's not a fucking like whether or not this person's going to be assaulted or who can go and where just fix the design in the first place problem solved boom boom done Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like yeah and
0: you know i think what what bothers me so much about the the turf ideology is it it hides this um this anti-trans message behind a very virtuous pro-feminist message right like we we don't support trans rights because we support women's rights so it kind of makes it a little tricky to argue like well, if I say I don't agree with them, am I saying I hate women, right? But it's a lot more nuanced than that. And also, like, no, you don't hate women if you don't agree with them, right? Because you can get spoiler alert. You can support both women's rights and the tra- trans rights. Believe it or not, like they're not yeah exclusive. exclusive. Right? Oftentimes,
1: yeah. there's a Venn diagram here. Yeah, <laughs> where women's like, rights are trans rights.
0: Yeah, both of them are kind of being oppressed by, like, just the general male-dominated culture that's pervaded society, or we- at least Western society, for centuries, right? Right. So, why, like, wh- I just don't get that it's like, well, there's this other group of people that are marginalized, but, like, fuck them. We don't need, yeah. like, their shit. If anything,
1: like, yeah, it's it's very strange how threatened um, turfs feel by trans activism or you know feminists that do include trans women in their feminism because can, the, the um, problem is is that as soon as someone transitions into womanhood, guess what? Here's a bunch of misogyny and other issues that come with that title
2: mm-hmm. yeah I, I also, I don't know if we've done it yet, but can we explain turfs um for the audience? And things yes, like that? we started really out uh, like
1: trans exclusionary radical feminism so just fuck trans people especially trans women um there's there's this the the belief is kind of and i am putting this in very coarse terminology but i believe that's what it deserves um is that uh trans women are just men trying to get in on feminism and invade women's spaces is kind of the inherent belief in trans exclusionary radical feminism it fucking sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, because because it, it also has this idea too that like men can't be allies.
1: It's very it's very misandrist. Like I said, it's very fuck men. Men create all our problems, so you can't be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. When when you yeah. really should be, you sh- you should be part of the solution because you're fifty percent of the world.
0: Yeah, it, and I mean it's just so odd because like you don't see you know it's not like the the uh movement over the summer last year it wasn't black lives matter also fuck asians
1: yeah it it, it wasn't b-l-m-a-f-a
0: yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't like black lives rights black rights are the better thing but we also need to put down the asians to get what we want you know it's it's not that but that's kind of what Turfism feels like, where it's like, yeah, women's lives matter, but also fuck trans lives.
1: Yeah. It's like they need a front of attack because it is, it is, it is. I, I use the word attack because it is pretty extreme, I'd say, in some ways, the way that they promote turfism or attack trans activism. Um, miss miss rolling miss uh joanne she has a friend named angela c wild who has a shop online that sells some merch um in like some you know buttons cool buttons you put on your shirt and stuff and here Uh, sirens are on our
2: end by the way sorry
1: they're coming for you yeah Mm -hmm. they are coming the turfs are coming (laughs) for you oh no Oh no. But, um, and they will be wearing buttons that say, fuck your pronouns. Uh, sorry about your dick, bro. Trans activism is misogyny. Woman is not a costume. And get the L out of LGBT. Just All as right, a wait. bonus there. So, there- so wait, well, <laughs> no, what? Yeah. So there's this belief that, um, that Angela C. Wilde believes in, she lobbies for lesbians being their own thing out of LGBT because lesbians are intimidated and silenced by the LGBT community. or By the GBT, rather, community. What? what?
0: <laughs> Hold on. What? So the, the gays... The gays are, are oppressing us. They're oppressing the lesbians? Is that...
1: I genuinely believe it's just more of that weird misogyny where it's like men can't be part of this. Well, cuz
0: I remember seeing on Twitter a few days ago, like there or this might have been a week ago at this point, but there was that I think Gallup poll or something where like Gen Z, the Zoomers like more of them are identifying as bi than than any generation before.
1: Mm. Um
0: and a lot of bi people were like, yeah, like
1: rise hey. of the buys right rise the buys <laughs> yeah
0: but then there was just this other there was this fucking cesspool on twitter that was like are the buys erasing lesbians now <laughs> like oh is is it not cool to be lesbian anymore and you can just identify as buy and is this like you know oh was it just a 18 year old girl who like she's had a boyfriend for a while but you know she just had like that one crazy night with a girl to explore and now she's identifying as bi and it's like or maybe it's a spectrum and maybe the bi's aren't erasing lesbians I don't know weird it's yeah it's so weird weird. it is is this the same energy it sounds
1: like same energy same energy where it's like I'm threatened by all the other letters Mm -hmm. oh my god
2: it's like dude who cares (laughs) like you know just like whoever like let people like whoever they like like yeah (laughs) Jesus it's it's sad
1: when there's like Policing within these already marginalized communities insane
2: mm-hmm. insane.
1: It's a lot they just
2: pit these people against each other when they should be working together for the rights they all deserve,
0: yeah, and I mean, it like to just bring up as an example, like with American politics, right the com the common thing you run into is the Republicans tend to be pretty united behind a couple major points, which is why they tend to get a lot of stuff done or stop getting things stop things from getting done very effectively and it is ruining our country anyway the democrats are usually like some of them global warming is the biggest thing some of them lgbtq rights are the biggest thing some of them you know it's it's something else right and there isn't one strong united democrat front so it's hard to get one thing done where they want to get everything done which is what we do need you need everything to get done <laughs> kind of yeah but it's hard to message that and i feel like maybe that's something similar here where <laughs> i guess straight rights are pretty easy to get because it's such a united front but then lgbtq rights are hard to to solidify and lock down because the buys are erasing the lesbians and also the lesbians don't want to be part of the acronym anymore and also the trans people are erasing women and you know it's God. it's not no God. union It's still just so
1: wild to me, like, the phrase, like, trans activism is misogyny. Mm -hmm. What? What? Like, like, I like the phrase that you used, Colin, mental gymnastics, and I'm not that limber. (laughs) Like, I can't (laughs) make those leaps in logic that uh, Joanne has. So, as you might imagine, she's been pretty damn canceled for stuff like this.
0: Wait, if if a woman transitions to a man, do they do they see that person as a traitor? Like, oh, you've turned your back on womanhood, and that,
1: that? kind of seems to be a thought in in this. In her essay, she talked about how you know she might have been tra- because she has dark thoughts and doesn't like pink and thrilly things. That she might have been uh if she had been encouraged, she could have been trans, and it's mm-hmm. like. It's just this weird promotion of like the gender binary where it's like, just because you have like, quote unquote, unfeminine thoughts doesn't mean that you're secretly trans. And it's like, yeah, we already figured this out. We've been new, Joanne. We know this. This isn't no one's making that point. No one's saying that if you don't conform to the gender binary, then you need to transition. No one's making that point. But she seems to think that people are making that point.
0: It's like that dumb argument if you have a daughter and she wants to play with action figures instead of barbies like you need to be worried
1: She's not going to grow up to be a proper woman. Like no look out
2: like god forbid. Yeah,
1: whoa (laughs) It's it's this very weird Cleaving to the gender binary and and that's the whole thing is she's like I spoke up about the important This is an exact quote. I spoke up about the importance of sex and have been paying the price ever since and she cites, you know, she's been she's been tweeted at. she's been called Voldemort. She's been called various bad words. and she thinks that yeah. um turf is a slur um, that's been used against her quite a bit. um and that um, you know, she's been cancelled because there's more misogyny than ever before. like robert was like nodding along as i was going over that and then he just stopped (laughs) yes
0: i'm like yeah i think you should expect that when you when you say these radical things you know and it's it's so stressful that she thinks she's in the right you know like she thinks she's what she's doing is best for protecting the largest amount of people possible like i get that vibe from her that she's the
1: thing is is that That includes trans people she thinks that she's not transphobic
0: Mm -hmm. but she she kind of is being just a a tiny bit and you know i do want to be a little sympathetic because i think in that turf wars essay she details like well maybe not details but she mentions that she was sexually assaulted in the past right Mm -hmm. yeah and you know i don't want to sweep that under the rug like that's that's tough and i'm sure that probably traumatized her in ways that you know she might not be comfortable sharing with like the public especially with how much in the public eye she is but i think i think the that contrapoints jk rowling video uh, she like she makes this amazing point about it where it's that you shouldn't turn your trauma into fuel for bigotry because that's not a yeah. healthy way to deal with your trauma
1: yeah because yeah I- yeah, she makes the point I mean, to be like constantly like we should be constantly vigilant, and you know, in case this happens to you, too. And it's like, it sucks. That sucks that you have to feel that way, that anyone has to feel that way. But this, this yeah. is not where that energy should be going toward. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's a very like supervillain way of looking at things like this traumatic event happened to me. And so anything associated with that event is bad and should be banished you know and shouldn't exist it's like it's like saying like oh i got bit by a dog once that means all dogs are bad and all of them should die yep
1: yikes that, yeah
2: that makes sense
1: yikes big yikes yeah. i'm gonna go and pet a dog after this
2: <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's what i'm saying so like using that to fuel <laughs> a campaign especially and it's especially dangerous dangerous with someone of her platform yeah too. i mean it's a big she platform is Someone who has, you know, pieces of art that has transcended cultural barriers. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, oh, Harry Potter is a big thing throughout the entire world. Yeah, people everywhere. know. Yeah, everywhere. Like, it's huge. Um, and I, I am glad to see that there's a lot of pushback against what what she is saying. But I will say on the on the inverse too that J.K. Rowling is is too big to be full blown canceled.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, you most know, people who get quote-unquote canceled are too big to actually be for real canceled.
1: Yeah, I mean, like everyone like everyone, everyone, still knows him. everyone hates Jeff Bezos. They think he's a greedy bastard, but I'm still going to order shit on Amazon, unfortunately. Yeah,
2: I'm still going to order Amazon. So, I mean, Harry Potter is still going to continue to be a thing. J.K. Rowling still very much going to be involved.
1: There's going to yeah. be a lot of new Harry Potter. There's a lot of new Harry Potter stuff on the horizon.
2: Yeah. You know, and
0: <sighs> It's something I wanted to ask about, too. I I noticed here in in our little secret document here that you have got a bullet point about how she believes that endorsing the idea of preferred pronouns makes women feel unsafe uh, by letting Mm -hmm. their guard down. I think that's maybe worth exploring, one, so we can deliver on the name of this episode because we've already named it before we started recording it. Um, I hope you love it. Because I yeah. do. Uh, same. Um, but I think also it just kind of ties into... I've seen uh, the sentiment sometimes from very anti-trans people or even just kind of anti-queer in general people where they're like... If they see someone with their pronouns in, in their Twitter bio, even if they're like a cishet white male, but they say he, him in their, in their profile, they're like, oh, they're a shitty, awful... Pr- like, they're just a social justice warrior.
1: Yeah, you know, virtue it's like, signaling... Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. So the reason why we know that she endorses this idea is because of um one of the women that she has been promoting, a much more turfy person. I don't have her name down here, but it was in an essay about um some of her own experiences with um being sexually assaulted. And it's like, yeah, again, trauma like that's valid that you have that. And I see that and I see where that would warp your views of things. Mm. But the key word here is warp. It's, it's <clears throat> not the lived experience of everyone going through life here. But um, basically, the essay came down to, um, you know, men in women's spaces. If you hear someone say, oh, these are my pronouns, it's um, you're letting your guard down because it's her. It, we're safer. Us women are safe around women and we let our guard down around women whereas otherwise we're constantly vigilant around men, around he, him. So okay. when we have someone come in and say oh well my pronouns are she, her you have that that moment of letting your guard down and letting and them into your safe you. space. And then they assault you I guess. Yep. Um, yep. That's so, how that works.
0: I guess. Uh,
1: yeah so basically preferred pronouns are Uh, microaggressions or something turfy like that I'm sure Um, Mm. and and they make women unsafe because they ask us to let our guard down again we have that assumption that all men are predators Um, y'all are just gonna attack us any moment that you can
2: yeah Yeah, I, I mean and when in reality like the whole preferred pronouns thing is just simply because we're trying to make it normal that people can coexist and i am putting this here for your convenience
1: yeah i to mean just it, kind of
2: move like, past all that in
1: in internet society too oftentimes we represent ourselves with fucking anime avatars and like random ass pictures and random ass names so sometimes you do need to just literally have your pronouns in because otherwise no one's gonna know yeah
2: right and you're just getting getting past that formality you know, especially if you're someone who's uh, uh, like identifies as they/them or et cetera, like you know what I'm saying. It's there. Oh, I don't like, want to
1: know about Joanne's opinions on they/them. I'm, I can't even imagine. I don't want the, to. Yeah, I know. Probably not, 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 not great. Probably not know. great.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it it just boils down to like you know, it's a respect thing. Like this is how I want to be referred to. Okay, great. That, that's it. That done deal. Uh, that's. It it shouldn't be something that's blown into like this big thing. That's just,
1: but it is. Uh, but it is. Um, because Joanne thinks you know that she's being attacked and that her you know maybe quote unquote common sense views are being attacked and that feminism is being attacked and so she's just gone on the defensive. the The sad part is, is that. She is a smart person. She is an intelligent woman. Um, she has done a lot of good in her name and in the name of um, Harry Potter. Harry Potter has done a lot of good for people. Um, it is going to be a continuing thing. There's going to be more Harry Potter stuff in the world. There's going to be more whatever um, books she might continue to write. I don't know if the Striker or Strike uh, novel series is done yet, Um she's going to be a part of our lives basically our collective lives and um even though she feels she's been canceled and silenced about her views on biological gender or whatever there she still has a platform and she's still going to use it
0: so i think that kind of brings up a good question of like death of the author right like if we're gonna be getting more and more Harry Potter shit out there, and you're a really, really big Harry Potter fan, but maybe you don't agree with uh, Miss Rowling's controversial views, should you still buy those books, watch those movies, etc.?
2: So it was a complex issue.
1: I will say, in so. I've said that Harry Potter was a very formative thing for me. Um, It was a very important part of my life in like middle school and high school. I've not been as into it recently, but I can still like, oh man, I, uh, yeah, I will reread the third book a million times over. I'll watch the movies, da, da, da. But I just have to let that go. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like... I, I got uh, maybe that's privileged of me to be like, well, I got my enjoyment out of it. I'm done now. I'm I'm able to put it aside. Um, I just can't reconcile ethically to continue to consume things that she puts out, knowing that her worldview, like what whatever you create, your worldview is going to still be part of that. So I don't want to participate in that worldview that she has. Um I don't yeah. want to support it monetarily. I don't want to I guess think about it. Um mm-hmm. I don't want to give her my time.
2: Yeah, I think it's it really just depends on the person and how how willing you are to just separate the art from the artist. Um and whatever given situation. Um In this in this particular one, I mean J- like you said Daily JK Rowling is is going to continue to be around. Harry Potter is going to persist for a long time. Um and the issue is too is like when someone has problematic points of view right one of the 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 pain points in this situation is that it's because she has such a big platform she has so much reach you know because the, the the natural inclination then when someone uh whoever has you know painful points of view or like or something something that's like hey we need to discuss this this point of view that you have or whatever the issue is there is like you don't want to give platform to those problematic points of views that then like talk down to whatever group of people you know you don't want to give platform the problem is it's too late here and they're already so well established that they have this thing that that persists so uh, like the thing it's a lost cause is really what i'm i'm boiling down to here is because like it's it's already been shown that she can't be fully canceled it's already been shown that like these things are going to persist, and it doesn't seem like she's learning the error of her ways. Or she has; she isn't really opening herself up to debate.
0: Well, it's you know? because to her there are no errors of her way,
2: right? It's the other side that's in error, right? It's very confused.
1: Yeah. We're all so yeah. very confused.
2: Yeah, and and so the the fact of the matter is, it's like if y- if you personally can separate the art from the artist, I mean, it, like do do what you, do what you whatever tickles your fancy. You know what I'm saying? Um, just don't, you know, at the very least give platform to her ideals, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You can, I mean, no no one's going to know any better if you sit there and, and read Harry Potter, but you know, if you go on like retweeting JK Rowling or like her points of views on, on these certain issues, then, then that, then that's, that's a little bit different. Would you Um, say, I I don't think
1: in that way, like, like indulging in the new Harry Potter stuff would be like the the game that's gonna come out eventually, for example yeah,
0: i've got I've got thoughts on the game, oh, he's we'll got thoughts, later.
1: yeah, but um, would you say that consuming that would be i guess okay in that idea, or like it's already out so, there
2: it, so throwing money at this game isn't really gonna change whether or not j k Rowling has their platform at this point, you know what I'm saying, like if it's a failed project, it's a failed project if it if it succeeds which it probably will because there's just so many big Harry Potter fans out there um I mean it it's not going to make a huge difference to her platform is my point Mm -hmm. so like those ideals are going to be out there regardless of if this game is supported you know um and that that sucks now whether or not like someone supports it personally that's that's up to them
0: see I think I fall more on daily side of this because I think if you still buy something that has harry potter on there that still some of that money is going into jk rowling's stash yeah her bank account i guess um yeah. which you know that that's just one more measly scent that gives her an iota of power right mm-hmm. and obviously i don't think like i alone can't change jk rowling's views right like my boycotting of her harry potter yeah. stuff isn't gonna give her an awakening of of her opinions or anything but yeah. i still think like the more people who kind of see buying that stuff is a in a way you're saying i want to give you more power to keep saying those things it, right. it's a little tricky right and i wouldn't be as hard of a stickler about it if her views were just kind of like general conservative things, like for example, like fiscal conservatives, right? Like if, if it's that's like, that's whatever, you know, I mean, we can disagree about it, but at least your ideology and platform isn't actively harming people and yeah. possibly leading people to die. Like some people do die from, from this, from you, uh, continuing to push your ideology in that way. And that mm. to me is where I. I feel a little bit more conflicted about separating the art from the artist. Cause like if the artist yeah. is just like a shitty person who like, I don't know, like they won't finish their Burger King meal and then throw it away in front of a homeless person.
1: Oh, fuck! like,
0: <laughs> yeah, like that's pretty shitty, but it's like, you know, I can divorce your shittiness from like your good music or whatever. But if they're actively like, yeah, I thought, I think Hitler was on the right track. Then, it's a little harder to ignore because the track yeah. hitler was on would have led to millions of more people dying.
1: It was the train to Auschwitz, guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it again, it it varies from situation to situation and and I totally like totally understand the sentiment of like, yeah, if you don't want to support them by all means, don't don't support them um and I think it's it's just going to vary on on a on a personal basis. I think when the, realistically when the game comes out, it's going to be judged on the merits of the game itself. And the, if the game is like is good as a video game, it's probably going to sell. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, that's the realistic part of the situation. And, and it has the Harry Potter IP behind it. And quite frankly, not everyone is like up to speed with what's going on with JK Rowling on Twitter mm-hmm. or with yeah. their essays and things like that. So like factually, the game is, is going to sell in, in that context. Um, and unless it's
0: bad, like really like Avengers Uh, yeah
2: unless it's bad like if we if it's a Square Enix's Avengers situation then
1: that's that's one of the things too about uh, Harry Potter properties not a proven winner anymore because the 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 fucking extended universe fantastic beasts wizarding world it's not really been all that well received even by the diehards Um, I think that's. Well, I know the movies
2: were not particularly great.
1: No. <laughs> that's what's yeah. going to be, I think, interesting is like how much are these further properties going mm-hmm. to chip away at you know the J.K. Rowling can do no wrong kind of group of people because she hasn't been earning a lot of kudos, not with you know the, especially not with um the cursed child. A lot of people had a lot of upset about that, and then the Fantastic Beasts movies haven't been doing that well. Um, it's it's like she's almost proving like like was Harry Potter a fluke? Was those were those seven books a fluke? Because you're mm. not you're not continuing to perform in the way that mm. is expected.
2: Yeah, she's she's certainly no like J.R.R. R. Tolkien or anything like that in terms of like writing books and building a world and blah blah blah. At yeah. least seemingly.
0: And yeah, that, that, uh, makes me wonder about how Hogwarts legacy is going to do. If you shift, what will the legacy be? Well, so for one, to, to build off your point daily, right? If my understanding is Hogwarts legacy, it does not include Harry Potter and his fantastic friends. Um, it's like set a hundred years before Harry Potter was born or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, that's in the same way that fantastic beasts and how to sniff them uh wasn't received properly various well. verbs yeah <laughs> you know i mean because that wasn't harry potter right i mean it was in the harry potter universe but that wasn't about you know harry and he who cannot be named and all that right it was about eddie redmayne doing something
1: and in this <laughs> that's because that's in, the character's name eddie redmayne <laughs> yeah
0: i know his name's newt but that's ridiculous so scamander oh that's worse um So Hogwarts Legacy, I feel, might be the same thing, right? Or this isn't about Harry Potter and his fight with Voldemort and all of that stuff. This is about other things in the universe that seemingly haven't been going well so far. Um, And then on top of that, recent breaking news. uh, Well, not so recent by the time you're hearing this, audience. But uh, the lead designer of Hogwarts Legacy is uh, anti-social justice and pro-Gamergate. Yay! Mm. Yeah, and you know that that would be problematic on its own, but when it's tied to the fact that the IP they're based on that's based on is was created by a turf person,
1: a turfer, turfist,
0: mm. it, you know, it's just it's it's two strikes. You know, it's bad luck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to know what the third strike's going to be because it's going to have to be hella problematic. But it is—it is disheartening to know that. I guess a Harry Potter has always been like a story about misfits and you know people that you know you wouldn't have thought rising to the occasion and proving their worth and very you know stories of acceptance and it's okay to be weird and different except if it's weird and different in a way i don't approve of i guess um yeah it's 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 i i I would not venture to say that joanne even knows about um what's his name uh troy troy leave it leave it leave 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 him (laughs) first of all leave um, leave it (laughs) leave it but I, i i bet she doesn't even know about his lovely youtube channel with all his lovely uh video essays about how social justice warriors are destroying everything
0: so i do i did actually watch a few videos uh oh, this no. morning colin and i queued up because i i just figured you know like it's easy to assume based on the headlines and assume based on the uh, video titles very,
2: like very clickbaity
0: yeah it's it's easy to assume oh he's a bad person so i figured okay let's dive into the trenches and really figure out is he a bad person right so his claim to fame his one video that has over five hundred thousand views um, is dunking on anita sarkeesian for like 20 minutes and you know i feel like anita is a very easy target especially in the um, the pro gamer gate community that's very like the social justice warriors are trying to ruin gaming like why can't we just enjoy being a gamer right so you know anita says like, I think Anita has some fairly good points sometimes, but she also says shit like every game is sexist, which, you know, when you say something like that, you leave yourself very open for people to you, misconstrue your you arguments. Invite some, and yeah, you some, yeah,
1: some deplorables to come in.
0: Right. Um, so that that's kind of his claim to fame. But then I watched uh, two other videos. One of them was in in defense of cultural appropriation or celebrating cultural appropriation or something like that where he basically is saying cultural appropriation is good because most cultural appropriation is cultural appreciation and you know that's
1: that's a really tricky line so I should break out the the headdress or that kind of thing
2: yeah, like so. When we watched that video, like it was like there were points where I was like, "Okay, like his head is in the right place; it's just bad execution." Like, but there was other parts where I'm just like, "No, now you're just generalizing. Now you're just blanket blanketing everything together, and you're saying cultural appropriation is cultural appreciation." No, 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 no. Back up, back yeah. up, back up, back up.
0: I I would go as far as to say I think most of it is that he's. Much like most pro gay people like to do, is they um, they tend to ignore the context that they don't like to prove their points yeah. correct. While while criticizing liberals like Anita Sarkeesian for doing the literal exact same thing, like his point about Anita is she ignores like the points that would make her points bad, so she can look stronger. So yeah. I'm going to argue that she's bad at being a thinker. But now I'm going to make my points mm,
2: while ignoring yeah yeah it's all hyperbolism it's it's all extremely hyperbolic
0: yeah like an argument he makes is like so here's the thing i like this i'd like to say i could sympathize with troy because he lived in south korea for a while too i can relate to that i lived in south korea for many years of my life and one of his points with cultural appropriation is i as a white well him he as a white man as a white mormon who was on a mormon mission in south korea which is i've met a few of those people they're oh they're wild Not in a fun way, because they're Mormon. No offense. (laughs) But, (laughs) so, his whole thing was, I really enjoyed Korean culture and I enjoyed Korean food. Well, that's not a cultural appropriation, that's cultural appreciation. I'm like, yeah, okay, Taco Mm -hmm. Tuesday isn't cultural appropriation either, it's just enjoying a good taco. Yeah. But, yeah, but then he goes into saying, like, Halloween costumes. Little girls and little boys can dress up as, like, a Mexican or, like, Moana but that's not appropriating Mexican Hawaiian culture. That's just celebrating those cultures. Which is a very, very thin line and slippery slope that could lead to I'm gonna go to Halloween as blackface today, which isn't great.
1: Yikes. Big yikes. Yeah. Big yikes. Um, Big so yikes
2: the, <laughs> y- Yeah, like one of his one one of his opening segments was like he talked about how he went into this like festival in in scotland i think it was and i think it was a local one in utah it was like the local scottish community or, yeah i think you're right um oh
1: utah so he's also from utah he's got he's the, mormon, it's, yes. it's the trifecta yeah it's yeah it's the mormon hive mind
2: he, like it it kind of started in the in the in sort of the right place where he was like yeah i went to the scottish festival and you know i saw this this little black girl in uh traditional scottish wear with like you know a, a kilt and um the the hat I'm I'm sorry I'm really not familiar with exactly like the terminology but um No I
1: don't know what the hat's called but I know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah so and she, and she was playing in like the marching band or whatever and um and it was like you know like this is great like everyone should be experiencing and appreciating other people's cultures and I'm like okay yes I follow you so far so like I generally think his head is in the right place, but it's just there was a lot of points in there where they were like, yikes, dude, you need to pump the brakes like mm-hmm. you need to hold on a second. Um, yeah, so I don't think. I don't think it was all bad. It was just a lot of hyperbolism is really what it boiled down to.
0: Um, oh, I don't know, because I would say he he does come off like the kind of person who thinks Gamergate was just about ethics and journalism. Yeah, even though it evolved to be way beyond that and way more misogynist than that you know
2: yeah and it also rubbed me the wrong way when he talked about women in games and and didn't acknowledge that there's a lot of issues with studio culture right now um Mm. and there well there always has been i'm sure but like it's really coming to light right now yeah my point
1: riot games looking at you and
0: ubisoft i want to make this quick but i think this is also a very salient point just about Gaming, right? And that he has this video called "It's Okay to Be a Gamer," which is such a like, like you fucking baby, like you know, (laughs) like it's it's okay, it's okay. Here's your controller and here's a rattle. Go play. It's okay to be a gamer, right? And it's this like 18 minute video essay. And I thought, okay, there's a thumbnail of Mario. Maybe this will just be like a celebration of how being a gamer is fun, and you
1: get to join. Very mainstream now. I mean, it it's hard to find like have you ever played a video game? It's hard to find someone saying, Nope, never, never will, don't understand yeah. those controllers. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and he opens it basically saying that the left is trying to attack what it means to be a gamer, um, and that the media is trying to paint all gamers as like angry white males who are white supremacists and hate women. And and then he gets into why Gamergate is is good. And then uh, makes this point that since half of gamers now, according to the ESA, are women, that there's no more sexism against women, because now there's an equal number of women playing video games as there are men playing video games. And that's it.
2: Sexism solved. That's like like saying because of the civil rights movement in the 60s, there's no more fucking racism. Wait,
1: there's always been half... The population has always been half women. So does that mean I've just imagined sexism... This entire uh, time. No, I'm
0: sorry. I'm, I know you're a woman. It's hard f- to understand. Oh, you know, yeah. Your woman brain. I'm
1: dumb. But, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but because the headline came out that now definitively proves that half of gamers are women, now sexism is solved. Oh,
2: yeah. Of there. course.
1: Yeah. Right. There you
2: go. Yeah. Everyone's living in perfect harmony, guys. No problems here. None mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> right. That's why I, I think that was always
1: actually... get on voice chat and competitive games.
0: Yeah always and and then whenever you say hello everyone's like hello fellow human being let us play video games together and they don't comment on the fact that you sound like a woman and probably have tiggies tiggies yep
1: (laughs) (laughs) does that (laughs) those
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i don't know i it bothers the hell out of me i think i don't know if those videos were probably made before like the riot shit came to light but oh
0: those are like two three four year old videos he hasn't made a video
2: in the past two years But presumably he's been busy
1: doing game development on harry potter legacies or hogwarts legacy hogwarts legacy Hogwarts
2: yeah, and his the the prominent point he made too was that like oh look at all these these mate women these major women And maybe I'm a major woman (laughs) Yeah, my name's
0: major woman. Yeah,
2: (laughs) it's like look at look at all these women that you know made a name for themselves in games and And blah blah blah, and it's like okay. That's great. Yeah, these women do have a lot of accomplishments. That doesn't change the fact that people treat women like shit in the games industry. Guys, mm. Barack in Obama studios.
1: was president. There's no more racism.
0: That's true. <laughs> yeah, That's right. We finally have one black man represented in the annals of history as president. Therefore, racism's gone.
1: It's it's actually yeah, retroactively Obama, canceled. So it never happened in the first
2: place. Yeah, Barack Obama came in. He wrote an executive order like, hey, guys, racism's, racism's dead. Here's the executive order.
0: Yeah, it just it's just like a piece of paper that says racism equals no. And then he signed it at the bottom and
2: there you go. Well, I'm just saying if that happened then Trump came in and and got rid of that. So Oh, that
1: that's well, that's uh, where that we run into the problem is that he signed an executive <laughs> order reinstating racism.
0: Racism <laughs> equals yes.
1: You kind of you- he kind of kind of
0: what he did see, see that's what, so what biden needs to do now is write a scrap of paper that says racism equals no and then staple it to the constitution so that way it can't oh. be taken <laughs> off of the constitution
1: we <laughs> have the solutions guys we should yeah, be in office
0: you can't unstaple things once it's stapled it's forever that's true you
1: can't unstable something
2: but guys, I already put like the three holes in it for my three-ring binder. I can't mm-hmm.
1: Sorry. I can't fix it's it. It. it's law now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um so yeah, TLDR, it's it's just a shame that also the Hogwarts game is being led by someone who um is purporting pro-Gamergate stuff who who likes to think that games are just for gamers and like everyone should be happy with them and there's no such thing as sexism in the industry anymore and gamergate was only about journalistic ethics which whew, that's that's a take um yeah. so it, i don't know it's it's so, t- it must be tough being a harry potter fan nowadays Yeah, you know?
1: yeah a little bit cuz it's like i want to you know if i hear the dun, 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 copyright strike um i get goosebumps mm-hmm. Because the copyright strike, but it it's just like it's something that each of us as Harry Potter fans are going to have to reckon in our own way like how how do you like you know if you want to separate the artist from the art or if you want to totally be like actually Harry Potter was shit all the time, or if you just want to okay, bye, I'm not playing with you anymore it's 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 gonna be i guess like a Of journey, because J.K. Rowling has decided to make herself a prisoner of pronouns. J.K. Rowling in the prisoner. That's the episode name, guys. That's that's what we did here. Because I mean, she has shackled herself to like this weird binary for gender and what who's allowed to do what and whether or not that makes you a woman
2: yeah i i feel for harry potter fans i really hope that uh i mean god forbid if if something came out and like peter jackson's actually a piece of shit and (laughs) in fact my whole lord of the rings experience i'd be really sad um which um by the way kind of warner brothers is pretty shitty i don't know about peter jackson himself but like if you read into the whole like what happened with the filming of the hobbit in new zealand worker unions and it's not great either, Lindsay Ellis has like a whole three part series about it. It's pretty bad. <sighs> makes me just like the hobby movies even less, but yeah, people are shitty in different ways too not just uh not just when it comes to trans rights it turns yep. out.
1: Oh, I'm glad you brought up Lindsay though because uh intrinsic to the research behind this podcast was definitely uh Lindsay's video that recently came out kind of examining like where why where did transphobia come from in like cinema especially um, that's a that's a ride that's very interesting and then as Robert mentioned earlier uh, ContraPoint's video about JK Rowling in which uh, Natalie is like Joanne come on Joanne. <laughs> Joanne
0: every time Natalie says Joanne it gives me life I swear
1: Joanne <laughs> because it, it, it's genuinely something I almost wish that um, Joanne will watch and I don't know if she's Like I said, I think she's a smart person. I don't think that she's being purposely malicious. Mm -hmm. But her actions have consequences. Her words have consequences. And some of those consequences are actively violent. And I think it's okay to take a step back and realize that. Change your mind. Change your tune. I hope that she doesn't feel like she has to stay the way that she is because she's already made the statement. Mm -hmm. so
2: i mean exactly yeah i just hope that that i mean somebody close to her can like sit down and actually just have an open discussion about this stuff and
1: have a cup of tea and discuss my god things Mm -hmm. together i'm very good at accent
0: got a little bit of british in there i'm surprised it
2: took this long for us to start bringing in the british stereotypes yeah like tea
1: uh, <laughs> finite incantantum. That that's we're at the end of our spell here with you all, and I can't I can't accent keep guys. Going, keep going, no, keep going. I'm not yeah, gonna keep going to it. keep going. It's going to turn into something weird, and I'm going to make up my own new accent. It's cause I'm from my bomb. <laughs> all right, all right, <laughs> all right then. All right then, Governor. You can find us at. Uh, everything in Poderation on Twitter, on the, on the Twitters, where you can unfollow Joanne Rowling, as I did, with a heavy mm-hmm. heart. Uh, you can email us at everythinginpod at gmail.com. Um,
0: oh, I has got a little Australian.
1: Oh, no! I <laughs> got a little Australian I'm I'm up in here. I'm sweating. I'm <laughs> sweating. <laughs> are, you um, put, are you throwing
2: some sh- shrimp on the barbie?
1: Goodness. Gracious governor tonight? I need what's rant yeah I'm thinking Outback god I wish I wish I could go to an Outback Steakhouse so badly but <laughs> yes, I authentic Australian food at Outback Steakhouse of course of of course with the shrimp on the barbie um mm-hmm. but I hope that you've enjoyed this over a cup of tea and um yeah <laughs> I'm going to stop the oh, accent. Thank you guys we're, we're for not listening. You. No, they're you see, not. They're, they're, they're looking yeah, at me. We're,
0: <laughs> we're not throwing out a life preserver. You're on your own. No, now. You're, you, you you committed daily. You
2: had to finish it.
1: No one wants to help me. But um <laughs> thanks for listening. This was a bit of a heavy one. Um next time we're going to have a ton of fun. Um believe you me. Um it's going to be a little less heavy, but just as confounding as always. Um here on everything in Poderation, uh, where we promote moderation and taking a step back and questioning, are pronouns really <laughs> acts of aggression?
0: Did you know the K stands for keep the trans away?
1: God damn it, Joanne. Hey, mm-hmm. okay, bye.
2: Bye. Just kidding rolling.